Welcome back to Coffee and Christ, episode 17. 17. What? Do you hear how we harmonize right there? <laughs> harmonize on beat, on cue. I've been working on my harmony lately. Really? really? You do it just like by yourself? Just with other songs that are playing. So you're like... Yeah, I can play. I can't, whoa, you can't whoa, whoa, harmonize whoa, whoa. by no. yourself. Oh, okay, all right, I realize that. But all right, harmonize with me. No. <laughs> it's awkward if you're staring into somebody's eyes while you're doing it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Mm-mm. Just with other songs. Okay. Right now, Sam Smith, I have him down. Yeah, I have Sam Smith down. Mm-hmm. We listen to it. In the too. shower, I listen to it. Oh, you, you, you didn't ask where I listen no, to it. No, I was what? Well, now I've been exposed. <laughs> in the shower in the morning is where I listen to it, but... What, you, what what was the actual question? I misunderstood. Like, like what are you listening to, like with him? Like what do I listen to? Yeah, anything. Well, no, like specifically with him. I like that. I'm not um, familiar with him. Um, you never heard Sam I, Smith? I've heard of him, but I'm not like. Is it, he sings that song. I'm crazy. Yeah, do you want me to play it so you, you can harmonize with him right here? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Anyway, I didn't mean to get off on that tangent, but that's I also really misunderstood what you said. But no, I'm, I'm exposed. I don't care. In the shower. Sam Smith in the shower. That's okay. There's in nothing the wrong with that. In the mornings. There's nothing wrong with that. Start the day off with a little harmony. I'm glad you're working on it, though. I try, really. I've been trying a little bit at church. It's just hard. I'm I'm more of a harmonizer. I don't, I'm not like a leader yeah. when it comes to singing. I'm, I'm better if I can like hear someone that's stronger than me. Because I don't like to hear my voice, really. I'm like... But you're good. That's disgusting. You're good. No. You are. I like to harmonize. I like it better when I harmonize. I think it sounds prettier. Yeah. But if I'm leading and I'm like... <laughs> oh, you baby. You w- I've never heard you lead singing. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. I'm going to change that. No. If I needed somebody to do it, would you do it? I don't know. If I needed it? <sighs> Maybe if you begged me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I've known you for four years and... The, Almost five. The last time I led singing was at Silver Point Church of Christ, and Poppy was right next to me, oh. and we sang Blue Skies and Rainbows. I love that song. My dad loves that song. I do. And it probably, when I was, I want to say, like, definitely low middle school. Like, I might have just gone into middle school, fifth grade maybe. Mm-hmm. It's when my career ended too. You're gonna no, it's not done. <laughs> I'm, we're gonna revise. I've retired. It. No, you you can't pull me out of retirement. You can't retire when you barely even worked. Oh, oh, serve that to you on a plate, huh? <laughs> I've retired. You can't have two gigs and say so you're done. That's called quitting. I you quit. Then. No, you cannot. <laughs> Maybe you're gonna come out of retirement. I rather speak than than. That's the same. I rather like speak devotionally than. I'd rather do that also, honestly. Leading singing is stressful. Like I, when people get up there and like kind of lead the song wrong or like different cues, I'm like, what animals? But sometimes, <laughs> like I'll think about it, I'm like, how does that song start? Mm-hmm. I'm like, even if it's a song I know, like it's I've, scary. I've led this song it's or not scary. led. I've yeah. sang this song multiple times, and then I'm like, wait, it's called a brain fart. Yeah, I'm you like, how does that start? Just imagine doing that when you're in front of everybody. Yeah. And like you see a song and you just go, hmm. and then go, like yeah. don't question it. You just go. Yeah. So I, was, but. I can't remember what song it was. Sunday I had like the same, the same issue. There's, oh, what song was it? But like I was sitting there, I was like, 
how do you start that? Poor Landon. Because Landon, I think, forgot too. He was sitting there and he was like looking at it for a minute. And I was like, You got it, buddy. I was like, Go. Yeah. And then I immediately looked down. I was like, How do you start that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little harder than what I. That's why I'm out. I'm in retirement. It happens to those of us who are not in retirement, which I should be. I belong in a daggum rest home. <laughs> I don't need to be leading singing, but I. Take I my keys anyway. away. I do anyway. I don't need to drive anymore. But. It's whatever, though. It's whatever. I mean, it all sounds good to God. Sometimes I question whether or not it sounds good to God, but it does. I feel like, yeah, you know what? I'll just keep that to myself. But if, you, <laughs> if you think about it, our Double Springs is singing is really pretty. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, most of the time it is. Sometimes we, but most of the time we're all right. Yeah. I just think that maybe sometimes God's like, has a hearing aid, and he's like, he just turns it down. I think those are a different channel altogether. He's like, you know what? They're trying hard, and I appreciate it, but not I today. I appreciate the praise. Not today. No, he definitely enjoys it. But it's funny to think that way sometimes. Oh, <laughs> God's a jokester. Absolutely. I feel like he does come, like he does stand up every Friday night. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, maybe not. He walks up in front of the agents, he's like, so so get a load of, load of the devil this week. He tried to do this. Oh, you're wow. just talking. You're, I, I like it. <laughs> he goes up in front of the angels and he's like, what happened when the children of Israel walked up to the Red Sea or the Dead Sea? And they'd be like, what? 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 I parted it. <laughs> 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 I think that would be interesting. Exactly. I feel like he does stand up. Yeah. I feel like he does. I think he does. He could have some good jokes. Absolutely. He would have all of them. Mm-hmm. It, and like most of the like, people who do stand up, like they usually have stories. Imagine the stories he has. And he flips them around and makes them funny. That'd be good. I think I would like to dabble in stand up. I one think time. you could, I think with one the amount time. of content you have, you could definitely just once. The wheelchair, I mean like everything. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. I feel like you could do it. I would love that. Just one night. Just let me go to the Laugh Factory one night. One night and just never yeah, I'll be, be seen again. off the stage or I'll be a billionaire. Win win. I could I could be a stand up comedian. Imagine. I would love that. Till would. It'd be clean though. No one would watch it. No. It'd be clean stand up. Nate Nate Bargatsky. He does true. clean. If anyone would like to hear a comedian, Nate Bargatsky is a great he's a great comedian. You went and watched him, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Long? I went and watched him. But he, he has a couple I think he has two specials out on uh Netflix. And he does great. He's 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 clean. It's very sarcastic. He does good. He has no emotion. Like he'll say it and he'll just like look at you. Those people are the funniest people. Exactly. It's the ones that don't have emotion and they just say something. My personal favorite thing to do is say a joke and walk away. Like don't laugh or anything. Just like say a joke before somebody leaves and then just say it and shut the door. Yeah. And then, and then like they're standing there for a minute like That's weird. Okay, bye. So we're way to exit. But I think it's funny. Like, yeah. I love that. And then you're in the car and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I don't wonder why we react. Slapping the steering wheel. <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't know. Jokes. But I feel like Jesus is a jokester. Absolutely. But I don't... He does enjoy all of our praise to him. He does. sometimes I feel like he should turn it down. Maybe. You know. Maybe he does. I'm not taking shots on anybody. Devil Springs Youth Group. But besides that, I mean... Hey. <laughs> we tried hard for three years. We did. Three whole years. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say... We tried. Oh, didn't we? We just stopped. How many times did we sing when I was in there? I honestly we don't tried remember that much. Time. We tried. We tried. I don't remember that much. 
But if you were a part of that youth group and you're listening, God loves you and so do I. But we just, our talent is not singing. That's okay. Including mine. Including mine. Mine's not my talent either. Again, I'd rather be speaking. But Blue Skies and Rainbows was a good good way to quit. That's a good song. I love this. Exactly. Course. But anyway, tell me about your week. What all, what, what's been going on? Work has been busy. I feel like everyone has turned in their jobs all at once. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, you know how, like, I don't, like, fiberglass, or not fiberglass. Fiberglass. Fiber fiber this is my, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, that doesn't really affect me. Well, it got, I don't know how. I guess when I was, like, wrapping around pipe today. It got like on my legs, Ooh. and like I it, that's never happened because I wear pants. Mm-hmm. But like it's a it's a different it's a different itch. I, I you know you can't itch it, but like even right now, kind of tingles. And I'm like, <sighs> and so and then I was trying to use like the the air cannon or whatever mm-hmm. to like blow off, and then like I was like doing it around my legs, and I think I made it worse. I think I like spread it everywhere around my legs like even to my kneecaps they're kind of no that's bad so so that's a that's different for today obviously but it's busy but we'll get it done yeah it's been a good week well yeah i mean people turn in huge jobs and like you're gonna have this done by tomorrow right i'm like absolutely yes if you if you need to really love it i would love to do that yeah great yeah and but yeah, it's fine. It, it's all gonna get done. Work's just busy right now, which yeah. is good. Busy good means thing. making money. So, true. what about you? That's all you're gonna tell us about your week. Is that just work? I mean, like anything else at all? Me and Emmeline are one year now into our relationship. Uh, we went to the aquarium. The aquarium's nice, but they need a bigger ocean selection. Yeah, it's very it's very low in at Chattanooga's aquarium. The river section they have so much freshwater stuff. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah, but then you get to the ocean, you're like, what? Like I count five sharks and four of them for the same species. <laughs> like how? I need a good. But how hard is it to get a good shark? I mean, come on. I mean, like it's the Georgia Aquarium get... has like the whale shark. When was the last time you've been to the Georgia Aquarium? It's been a really long time. But I've heard it's good too. <laughs> Not it's gonna lie, it's the best one in like the country. Oh, that's cool. Also, aquariums I've noticed aren't like that popular compared to like zoos. Oh, zoos are cooler. I'll even say that. Like you can like hear of like so much about zoos with like what are the great ones? San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm sure New York's great. Um, Colorado has a good zoo. That's all I can think of right now. But, like, those are, like, some of the great ones. Yeah. And, like, the only, quote-unquote, great aquarium is the Georgia Aquarium. Yeah. So. I want to go to a marine hospital. Really? Like, where you get to see, like, animals that have been wounded, but, like, they're still caring for them. Like, they're happy, though. Like, you need to watch healthy. the zoo on, on, like, I know you don't watch a lot of TV when you do It's Grey's Anatomy. But. Anymore. Are you done? Yep. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, but on Natural Geographic, they have like the zoo and like these people. I think there's one they do it in Melbourne, uh, Australia. Dad's actually been to that zoo, so it's kind of cool. He's like, I remember that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've not been there, so, so stop flexing. But um, and like they like show like the everyday life of like a zoo person because I feel that'd like be that'd so be a, cool. I feel like it'd be a great job. Like one day when I've made it, I should be like, I'm gonna retire and I'm gonna work for a zoo I might only 
have to feed an animal, but how cool would that be? You're just like dangling some grain in front of a ostrich and they're just pecking at the moon. Like, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how cool would that be? That yeah. I would love that. I would love that. That would be pretty cool. That won't ever happen though. See, might. You never know. Maybe. Maybe but we'll buy a zoo. That would be cool. There's a movie called We Bought a Zoo. It's a good movie. Yeah. But Isn't that with Cody James? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I watched it in theaters. It came out in like 2000. Isn't that when the animals talk? No, that's Dr. Doolittle. No, 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 no. With Kevin James, the gorilla, doesn't it talk? No, that's a different movie. That's Zookeeper. This is We Bought a Zoo. It's a really heartfelt movie. I don't think I've seen We Bought a Zoo. It's a family movie. It's great. I watched it in theaters. Let's just see. I'm interested. Let's see when it came out. We Bought a Zoo. Yes, you see. 2011. In 2011, I was 11 years old. Me, GA, Amy, and Carrie were at the movie theater. It doesn't have Kevin, Kevin James in it, by the way. Yes, it does. No, it has Matt Damon. I must have gotten confused. My mistake. The one with Kevin James is Zookeeper, though. Yeah. I've seen them both. They're good. Good movies. Ooh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Zookeeper is the one with Kevin James. Okay. That's the, with the talking gorilla. The group of animals. Only 5.2 stars? Out of 10. Oh, wow. Really? IMD? That's a good movie. I like it. How much is We Bought a Zoo? If you guess it, mm, you get a cookie. 8.3. You're high, but you're close. Okay, wait, did it? 7.7. 7. No, a little lower. 7.4. A little lower. 7.1. Yeah, that's wow. it. You got that's it first try. I wouldn't give it, like, a 9. That's a good movie. It's very heartfelt. Because a little girl goes, we bought a zoo. And oh. it's really cute. Like, you should watch it. It's a good movie. I'm partially watching the trailer right now. Oh. It's no sound, though. Based on a true story. I did not. That, that makes me give it a 10. That's that's. Cool. It's based on a true story? But it would be so cool to buy, like, a rundown zoo. Yeah. And, like, make it amazing. That would be so cool. I agree. I agree. Maybe so, one day. It's possible. It's I, don't possible. What, I don't know what I would call it, but... Maybe just the zoo. The zoo? Because it sets the standard. It's the zoo. The zoo. Like, there's some in San Diego, but this is the zoo. The zoo. Like, capitalize the... Look, I have a zoo. The exotic sale. The trip to W Livestock. They have zebras and such. I'm pretty sure it's illegal, but... Camels? They got in trouble. Because my cousin was bit by one. They got in trouble for a while back at the trip to W Livestock for, like... Mistreating some kind of animal, like a zebra, maybe. I'm honestly know. not surprised. What they got cited by like I don't know who, but I'm not surprised. Mad. That doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it was bad. Those are always shady auctions. I feel yeah, like that. Have you ever been to one? No, I've been to one. It was cool. Really? Yeah, they had an ostrich. I'm like, where did you get that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that thing was just looking through the window right now, like. <laughs> I'm sorry, the podcast would be over. I would jump out the window and ch- ostriches are cool. Yeah, ostriches. well, you go buy one next time. This is that's what I'm saying. And put it where I couldn't even take care of it. Ten acres of land. No, I don't want an ostrich running around like. <laughs> that's, not just, what, that's not what an ostrich. Do they make that noise? I don't know. That was just something I kind of assumed. What's they that? Would. What? What? That's a what is that that you did the town you just made the uh, peacock peacock. <laughs> peacock sounds are we gonna are we gonna hear what the what an ostrich makes I don't know I guess we'll find out well, let's hear it is there an ad that's why I uh, I muted it first is that oh, it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're gurgling spit. <laughs> Wow, I got that way wrong. 
Imagine that in your backyard. Like you pull up in little tripod. How cute is that name? That's what I call Sadie. Oh, that's cute. Because Sadie tripod. has three legs. <laughs> tripod. Rip. Well, uh, and it just like. That would be kind of cute. Like my daughter one day or son can like, take your pet to school day. Ride it. They bring it in ostrich like. Oh, I can't even do that. Oh. That was good. They were like, um, where'd you get that? My dad has an ostrich. My dad. That would be cute. Like, what if you could, like, train it to where it, like, actually liked you? Because ostriches are mean. Like, you train it where it's actually cool, like, you can chase off mean people from your house. You can be like, tripod. And like, <laughs> like, chase them. That would be so cool. I'm going to get an ostrich. <laughs> that would be so House train it. Wow. Imagine an ostrich living hear- in your house. Like, it's just so running through your house. That would be so cool. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. But, anyway. True. Anyway. True. What about you? Um, honestly, not, not a lot right now. Oh, I did finish. That was a big deal. And the thunder has already been taken. Last night, I finished the 400th episode. Is that really it? 400 is the last one. Wow. 400 episodes. And you know what? The ending is ridiculous. Like, I didn't know, and honestly, didn't know it was Did the last Did she wake episode. up from a coma? No. Okay, I just thought, like, kind of thought that'd be I didn't happen. know it was the last episode. I knew I only had, like, I thought I had one left, but I didn't know. And so, like, it ended, and then I just sat there for a minute, and then was waiting for it to go to the next episode, and it didn't. And I was like, there's no way that that was it. There's no way. And then after the credits were over, it was like Grey's Anatomy 400. And it was the 400th episode. I mean, it was the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I absolutely... How many shows have you seen? Not I mean, a lot. You know, you know, no, uh, Cobra Kai, which is my second favorite. Love Cobra Kai. But that was my favorite show I've ever watched. Besides Glee. But I love Glee. That's very homosexual to say. Not, I mean, not sure listen, that either, listen, but I should have said that either. But I love Glee. It was a great show. Yeah. I like music. I like acapella music. Yeah. That's why I liked it. I do too. But, like... Sounds cool. But Grey's Anatomy. I don't. I'm, I'm just not a person who enjoys drama. I don't. But if I can watch it on TV, I eat it up. I'm like, you said what to her? Like, <laughs> I eat it up. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But I went to Virginia last weekend. Yeah. And then going to Kentucky this weekend. Yeah. Um, for disaster relief. Or oh, we're getting our trailer wrapped. I'm really excited about that. Like, they're gonna make it look cool. Mm-hmm. They're going to have it done before we leave to go to Kentucky. Awesome. So it's going to say like Double Springs, Church of Christ, and have our logo on it, and it's going to say Disaster Response Team. It's going to be cool. There you go. So you going to put some graphics on it, make it look dope. Yeah. I'm pumped. Pumped. I didn't mean to spit on you, but... I didn't feel it. I watched it. I didn't <laughs> feel it. But I'm excited. But I mean, other than that, I mean, not, not a whole lot is going on right now. And that's okay with me. Yeah. That's okay with me. Oh, yeah. It's kind of chilling. Like you usually have busy weeks. I mean, I had a busy week this week, but it's like my, my own choice. No. Oh. But not not like crazy busy, but I mean, I plan things that I'm going to do this week. Yeah. But I don't know. It's been good. Work is good. It's a little, When my dad's gone from work, it's just a little bit more, um, I won't say a headache because that makes me sound ungrateful. It sounds, it's just a lot of things to do. Yeah. And he's gone until Wednesday. So that's another reason why I'm glad things aren't like crazy right now. Yeah. But I got off on time today. So Me too. I actually got off a little bit earlier than what I was going to. 
I also didn't realize it was the time it was, though. Whenever we were talking, I was like, it's 3.30 almost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The afternoon just flew by. But <laughs> Perfect. Other than that, I mean, not a lot's going on. Just chilling. 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 I have a mouse in my kitchen. Really? Yes. I'm trying to find him. I'm out for blood. If I see the... But also kind of scared because I don't like mice. Yeah. They don't scare me. I shouldn't say scared, but like, they're just fast. Yeah. And anything that's fast intimidates me because I'm not fast. I don't have hand. That's not because I'm big. Like, I don't have hand eye coordination. Yeah. So I can't, and I mean this, like it's a handicap for me. Like I can't react to things quick at all. Even when like someone's talking to me, I'm just like, oh, it's like a it's like a 2005 Dell computer trying to reboot. It's my mind. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, but like if a mouse runs at me, I feel like I'm going to panic and be like, <laughs> and then run away from it. Imagine if you had an ostrich. I just <laughs> step on it. That's, but I don't know what to do. I'm going to, I thought just about calling the exterminator. We have traps. traps set. They've not gone off yet, but I found this nest the other day. This is kind of gross, but I was looking through my kitchen and like Lassie's food, the dog is in the pantry. But it's like, I don't seal it, like, shut. I probably should. So I opened up one of the cabinets, or like the drawer where I keep my dish towels. There's dog food in the drawer in the kitchen. Really? And I was like, so at first I was like, what? Why would that be in here? Then I went, that's where he's living. <laughs> and so he's like, so I emptied out everything in that drawer. Like, he was, I guess, was sleeping in the dish towels. So they're all being washed now, but I'm like, you monster, I'll take your bed away <laughs> see what happens. But, yeah, but I'm also like, I'm a neat freak about my house, and to know if there's a mouse in here with me, yeah. I think about him at night. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who owns this house? Not you. It's crazy. Me. Literally, last night I was like, what's that mouse doing right <laughs> now? But anyway. You'll get him. You'll get him. But I, I want to know. When he's taking the dog food, because it's a hike from the pantry to the kitchen. <laughs> like, my kitchen is just a weird layout, but it's really big. Yeah. And so, it's just, I spit over there again, sorry. But, like, it's, I, I want to know when he's taking his trek from the dog food bag to that drawer. Is it at night? Is it during the day when I'm at work? I'm going to set up a stakeout and figure out when Remy the rat is... Remy? Oh, for, I well, can't even He's Remy. still going to, he's going to die. Because if you kill him... <laughs> He's gonna die. Maybe from Ratatouille. What if he could teach me how to cook? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's like a mouse? My new best friend. <laughs> <It's a mouse. laughs> I tell him to come over. It's just me and Remy. Who? Mouse. <laughs> Sit at the edge of the pot, just stirring it. Uh, but that's know, funny. That would be the, really funny. But it's been like it's been a, an honest, it's been a duel in my house here lately. We've been against a mouse. But at first I said I was going to call the exterminator. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm a man. I'm going to find the mouse. And yeah. I, it took me that long. To, that shows you how often I look for dish towels. Because this has been going on for probably two weeks that I've noticed that there's mouse droppings in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't even use my bowls anymore. Like the bowls that are in the cabinet. I've been eating cereal every morning out of plastic bowls. Like I'm camping or something. <laughs> <laughs> and like plastic. I use plastic uh, spoons too. Because I'm like... What if he's, talk- a, what if what he's if, touched what it? What if he's touched it with his grubby little hand? <laughs> so I won't, like, all my dishes, all my silverware is in the dishwasher right now because I'm like, I ain't doing it. Yeah. But still, even after that, I don't trust it. I may buy all new everything. No. Because, okay, what if what if he peed in there? You gotta wash he it. He doesn't up. know where the restroom is. <laughs> he might. 
It's Remy, you might. But Remy. anyway, I just think about that. Like, I'm a weird person, but I like Lady Meta, so I'm like, what's that mouse doing? I know. <laughs> like, as if I don't have other things to think about, I'm like, where's the mouse? What is that mouse doing? So, anyway, I thought about him today at work, too. I was eating lunch, and I'm like, out of a Tupperware bowl. Took me, I did put my lunch in a Tupperware bowl. Because I'm like, maybe he's not contaminated that cabinet. But I did wash it out heavily this morning. Yeah. But I was eating my lunch, and I'm like, oh, wait, I wonder what he's eating for lunch. What's that mouse doing? Dog food. Apparently. Okay. Apparently dog food. Purina dog chow. Wow. So. It's like you're going to get like a bin now for your dog woe. I don't know what dog I'm going to do, but it's not going to be out in the open. It's not an all you can eat buffet here on the <laughs> Valley Road. No. No. You don't pay bills. The mouse. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, this ain't your house. It's mine. That's awesome. But I mean, that's, that's it. Just between my dueling with a mouse and work and church, that's that's about it. I did guest speak at a congregation yesterday, so that was fun. Yeah. But Very fun. I think preaching to new people is fun, though, because they don't know anything about you. Like, there's no there's no judgment. Like, they don't know you. So, yeah. you can kind of say whatever you want. I mean, not don't, like, you know, but like they don't know you. They don't have any, like, preconceived notions about you. Like, you just, they don't know who you are. That's it's true. cool. Yeah, I like it more for like youth things. Like yeah. I got to go speak at a camp or something. Yeah, and it's more than four people too. Oh, I wasn't gonna say that, but anyway, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, but yeah, that's about it. But we did get to verse twenty-two of Matthew twelve, and I'm gonna touch on this. We're talking about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, and we talked about it for the last hour, sort of, and. Neither of us have a good definition of what that really is, but I'll give you mine. But we'll read first. I'll read. I'll start. Go ahead. I'll start. You go ahead, mister. But you read the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> so it says, uh, verse 22, that a demon-oppressed man who was blind and mute was brought to him, and he healed him so that the man spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man... Um, hang on. It is only... By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man cast out demons. Blasphemy. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is land of waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast, cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore... They will be by your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, and the kingdom of heaven has come upon, or the kingdom of God has come upon you, or how can someone enter a strong man's house, plunder his goods, unless he first binds the strong man? Then indeed he may plunder his house. Um, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven. Um, will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Now, blasphemy. Mm -hmm. In verse um, 24. 24, it says, But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man cast out demons. Mm -hmm. Why is that blasphemy? Well, to kind of like look at it very, you know, in this day of age and like this current situation, um, what he's saying is blasphemy is that the Pharisees here are accusing Jesus of 
you know, um, throwing out or ca- no casting out, casting mm-hmm. out demons by the powers of Beelzebub, which is just Satan, if I'm mm-hmm. not if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So what Jesus is saying is that's blasphemy because you're giving credit to Satan for the work that Jesus is doing through the Holy Spirit. They're discrediting. They're discrediting it, right? right. So and that's blasphemy against God because you're speaking ill. Mm-hmm. Against the Son of Man, right. you know, like if I if I compare or if I compare someone to the devil, yeah, like that's a pretty strong accusation. Yeah, I mean, but they're saying that well, you don't, you can't do that by the power of God. You're doing that by the power of Satan. Mm-hmm. That's blasphemy, right? Because and whether they intentionally did it or not, they intentionally did it. But what it says in verse uh, 20, 31, 2031, <laughs> verse thirty one. It says, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. So he's saying, you can, I mean, you can blaspheme me all you want, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit or against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but... Whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or the age to come. Now, this is a very controversial topic, but I'll give you my opinion on it. This is not the scripture, but I'll tell you what I think about it. You know, I've had a lot of conversations in Bible college, in church, about what does it mean to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously Jesus wants us in heaven. And right. he says, no sin will enter heaven, and every sin will be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So, obviously, it's going to be something that you have to intentionally know that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, by example, he's saying, you know, even if you speak a word against me, against the Son of Man, against Jesus, that's not a big deal. They were blaspheming Jesus, the Pharisees were, because they were accusing him of casting out um, demons by Satan mm-hmm. and not by the power of God. That has to be something intentional. Like you don't just accidentally say that. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like if you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit, like you are intentionally saying things against the Holy Spirit. Against and why would we do that? Why do we have any reason? I mean, that's our intercession with God. Yeah. Why do we have any reason? To blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So he said, you can do it to me all you want. I'll forgive you, but you can't do it to the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, what is it? I can't give you a clear yeah. textbook definition, but I mean, it's it's something that that you, you speak against the Holy Spirit intentionally. Right, yeah. Like you intentionally say, the Holy Spirit is blank. fill in the blank. I'm not going to do that. But... We have no reason to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, even if you're not a Christian, why? That's such why? an odd thing. Like, but yeah, but we, ha- but without the Holy Spirit, what do we have? Nothing, because right. we have no intercession with God. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have any, in- if we don't have any intercession with God, then we're separated from Him. Right. And hell is separation from God. Right. So, I mean, we have to understand it's going to be big because we have no reason to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because without the Holy Spirit, we don't have intercession with God. So, a lot of people really get hung up on this as the quote-unquote unforgivable sin. Honestly, 
I disagree. Why why would we get caught up on it? I yeah. mean, this is something that you are intentionally going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And we have absolutely no reason. Like yeah. I don't care where your headspace is or where you're at as a Christian or where you're at as a person. Like, you know, even if you're atheist, like, okay, you don't believe in God. But I don't think they blaspheme yeah. the Holy Spirit. Now, they don't believe in God. That's fine. If that's what they want, I don't agree with that. But I don't know how they couldn't believe in him. But that's their choice. I have evidence that says otherwise. But that's what they want to believe. That's fine. But even, I don't think in that situation, they don't have to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's, you know. So, what I'm saying is, don't get hung up on that. Mm -hmm. And again, that's how I look at it. Maybe somebody else would disagree with me. But I mean... People get stuck on this. Like, you would not... You have no idea how many people in Bible college were like, the unforgivable sin. <laughs> and you're like, don't worry about that. I mean, we, there's no reason for you to even think about that. Yeah. So why would you? So even... Right. And honestly, I believe that because everybody's mind works differently. That's why we're all unique. But I don't care what headspace you're in. There's no reason to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. There's no reason to speak ill will about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, But it's obviously a big deal if Jesus says, you can do it to me all you want, but yeah. do not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Right. So that's my take on it. Do you have anything you want to add to it? I mean... No, it's, like you said, I still don't have like a textbook definition, so... I don't either. I agree with you. But there's no reason really for us to worry about it. So. Right. I anyway, agree. I'm going to give you a little, bit, a little bit more of a break. I'll read the next four verses. Take a break. Because you're really going to exercise it in the last bit. So it says, verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit bad, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brought of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account of every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So, I like how it, uh, our words, sometimes we uh, don't realize, but they have the big of an impact on our self, like our inner character sometimes. And um, for me, just uh, seeing that um, that our words really tell what's on our heart. And sometimes we get that carried away, you know, sticks stuff. Mm-hmm. But words will never hurt me. Oh, yes, they will. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely think people uh, think before they speak sometimes. You don't think before they speak. I, that's what I meant, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what about you? I mean, it's saying in verse 33, this is this is a, how do you, not a, not a, I don't want to say like a slap in the face, but it's a very sobering verse because yeah. it says either make the tree good and it's fruit good or make the tree bad and it's fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. So it's telling us there, listen, you're either good or you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't around. plant a peach tree and get grapes. Or uh, that makes sense because you don't get grapes from a tree. come from a vine. <laughs> but you can't plant a peach tree and get apples. Right. You know, you can't, you're either good or you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's, you can't ride the fence. Yeah. You know, you can't do some good things in a while but have bad intentions because that makes your good things bad because you have bad intentions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good and the evil person out of his evil tre- treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account mm. 
for every careless word they speak. But for by your words you will be justified, or by your words you will be condemned. You don't understand the weight that our words carry. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not just talking about words here. It talks about actions too. But you're either good or you're not. And your words will either justify you, they will either lift you up, or you will be condemned for them. Mm-hmm. And and I agree with you. Like the sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words hurt worse than sticks and stones. Yeah. Like they really do. They attack more character. I think. They do. And yeah. and you're right. I mean, you you can know how somebody feels by the way they talk. Yeah. But I do think actions speak louder than words, and that's mm-hmm. I, I stand yeah. by that. But I mean, you can't ride the fence between good and evil. You can try, yeah. but I mean, you can't have a tree that produces a good apple every now and then, but the rest of them are bad. You, mm-hmm. you can't do that. It's either good or it's not. Because if, if, we, if we truly are, hopefully not, but if we truly are, our fruits are bad, mm-hmm. and we're trying to do good things, but if truly the seed that you planted was bad, then unfortunately, the good things don't really matter. Because you're not doing them for good intentions. Yeah. You're doing them because you want recognition of them. You do them because the wrong you want reason. people to think that you're great. I mean, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, you do good because we are commanded to do good. Mm-hmm. And the title of this in my Bible is A Tree is Known by Its Fruit. You are known by what... Okay, you are known by a lot of things. But you are known by the words that you speak, the places you go, the choices you make, the people you're around. I mean, I can sit here and talk up the biggest game in the world. Yeah. But if I don't show that by my words, by my actions, by the people I'm around, I mean, you can't ride the fence of good and evil. You're either either good or you're not. Yeah. And yes, we're going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean we don't have good fruit. It just means that in order for us to keep from going bad, we make a mistake and learn from it and don't do it again. You know, but that's a sobering passage right there. And then I love verse 37 for your words. Again, I read it three times now, but I'm going to do it again. Do it again. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you'll be good. And that's scary. Yeah. Like, I wish it said but. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's scary. But, and I mean, not but. Ah, stressed. <laughs> but, ah, anyway. I keep saying the word but. I'm like a broken record. Right now. <laughs> and, and by your words, you will be condemned. So, I mean, I hope that makes you think about what you say. Mm-mm. You know, and I, I feel, I fall guilty into this. I've always been this way. Sometimes I don't think all the way before I say things. And I've always been like that. And I'm trying That's to. That's for everyone, though. Yeah, I'd but say. I was really bad when I was in, like, middle school and high school. Like, I look back at some things I said and I'm like, God, that was. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I don't. But I, I, I'm, I'm still struggling with that sometimes. But I mean, either our actions can make us great, or our actions can sink the ship. Mm-hmm. And so that 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 should make you think a lot about number one, who you are as a person. You know, what fruit are you producing? And number two, how am I proving that? Mm-hmm. Like my words and my actions and all these things. So, but I'll let you keep reading. Me? Yeah. Me. Okay, picking him verse 38. 
Then some of the scribes and the Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, And an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to you except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Then the men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. So, when they're asking for a sign, the sign is just meaning miracle. But, and then Jesus kind of compares, he, well, he, does, he compares himself to Jonah here. He's, and it's kind of a it's a type and any type you know remember when we talked about that a while ago of the Old Testament being the type and, the, and Jesus being the any type where Jonah gave his life up basically to I would say appease God's wrath on the people of Nineveh but death didn't hold him you know he was in the fish but he made it out of the fish and Jesus is saying, Jesus is doing the same thing where he's going to give up his life to to withstand God's wrath. So we don't we don't get it right then and there. Um, and but then death doesn't hold him and he's coming right back out. And so and then he goes on and um, talks about Solomon here. And Solomon in biblical in the Jewish kind of tradition, they knew that their Messiah was going to come from the line of David. And so that's that's why in all their heritage and their genealogies, it always starts with with David, and and Solomon, you know, birth David. So that's how it kind of happened. Where they also see that oh well, they know that Jesus or well, their Messiah is going to come from the line of David, and he's just like oh, I'm greater than Solomon, the richest and wisest ruler to ever happen. And so that's also something else that kind of happened in that little section. But what about you? Well, you know, we talked about the Pharisees being menaces last week, and here they are going again because they say, again, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. They demand the physical attributes of Christ. They demand it. Yeah. They're not satisfied. Prove yourself. I want to see it. I want to see it. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. Prove yourself. Why? Mm. He's the son of man. What more do you want to know? Yeah. But they demand seeing it, and then um, at the end of that, um, and he said it once, Behold, there is someone greater than Jonah. But also in verse 42, there is, And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. They won't accept it. Mm-hmm. They won't accept that Jesus is enough. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't accept it either. Mm-hmm. And I want to even say me. like We need to realize Jesus is enough. Don't expect, obviously he can do everything. But we as Christians and non-Christians alike, we demand the physical attributes of Jesus. And guys, we're just not going to get them. Yeah. You know, there are things in our life that he allows to happen that he puts, and I believe that, people and, and places that you're in. And to me, that's the physical attributes of Christ. It, no, he's not going to come down and look at you in the eye. I don't care, guys. Unfortunately, and I wish he did, God does not speak to us. Mm-hmm. And there's so much controversy, and I'm not even going to, begin to open that can of worms but I have biblical evidence that God does not 
physically speak to you. He doesn't. He does through his word, through the Bible, but we demand the physical attributes of Christ. We demand it. Mm -hmm. If our life isn't going good, we say, God, give us a sign just the same way they did. Or if something, you know, if we lose a loved one that's close to us, God, give us a sign. I went through that. That's why I can talk about this. But God, give us a sign. We demand to know that you're here. God's, God's always there. Yeah. But we demand the physical side of him. Jesus is enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need any more. But we're selfish and we're wrong. And we just demand more. And we, he's everything. Ever, have you ever received a God wink? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, maybe. I don't know what that is. Yeah, but. It's, it's just a cool way of saying that you've, um, you've been praying for something for a while. And it, it doesn't really, like, happen. Like, it does, you don't see it happen, but then it does. It's kind of like a God wink kind of deal. I've heard that in my life. I've heard, yeah. It's That's called, cool. yeah, like, like um, mm, I don't even know an example. I'll just throw one out there. Like, if you pray for, we'll just say patience, and, and you had to wait in line or something like that, but once you got to the front of the line, you, you got your food free or something like that. Mm-hmm. You were the hundredth customer. Or something, something like that, and that's like a, it's like a God wink kind of deal. And that's the thing, like that's how God speaks to us. That's mm-hmm. the through the things, you know, we need to understand, and and we said this a lot, but I mean, the physical things that we have, the things that we get to experience as Christians, we don't deserve any of it, like nothing. Yeah, this house that we're sitting in right now, I don't deserve that. The car that you drive, you don't deserve that. The family that you have, the friends, you don't deserve any of it. Mm-hmm. We deserve condemnation. That's what we're told in the scripture, and we are because we're not a selfish person. Mm-hmm. We're selfish people, and that bleeds into everything we do. We want more at work. We want more at the restaurant we eat at. We want more of the car that we drive. You can't do that when it comes to Christ. You can't. Mm-hmm. He talks to you through what He gives you, just like you said. Pray for patience. You get the opportunity to be patient. You pray for a situation to work out. If it does, that's great. If it doesn't, there's a reason why it didn't. God wink. <laughs> you know, so don't expect things from Jesus that I'm not going to say he can't do, yeah. but that he won't do. Yeah. And the Pharisees are just demanding, you know, give us more, give us more, give us more. Show us, show us, show us. We don't need any more. He's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't expect more. He's enough. And that's what we as as people and obviously our our country is selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we are selfish in the fact that, you know, we we expect more from everything. You know, and we see that when we go to Mex- like Mexico. Yeah. You know, we expect more than that. And they don't have that. They don't expect that. But when it comes to everything in our life, we're like, well, we deserve this. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees are saying, well, we deserve to see a sign from you. We deserve to see that. No, you don't. Yeah. Jesus is enough. You don't need anything else. And so that's what he's saying. There's something greater than Solomon here. Cough, cough. The Son of God. Me. Jesus. Me. I'm better than everything. It is me. Just just be okay with that. Yeah. And that's that's a big question. Are you okay with that as a Christian? Are you okay with Jesus being enough? Mm-hmm. Because that's all we need. And it, the blessings that he gives you, we need to see the physical things that we have as blessings. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve any of it. Nothing. We don't deserve the people that are in our life. They're blessings. And God is speaking to you through those things and saying, here you go. 
But there's so many people that say, and you know, again, I'm not trying to be controversial, but that's how God speaks to us. He does not speak to you through an audible voice. It just doesn't happen. That'd be cool. It would be awesome. I wish he would. That'd be really cool. Have some questions, you know. <laughs> but, I some mean, questions, you know. But I'm, I mean, that's the thing. Jesus is enough. You don't ask for anymore. Mm-hmm. So, continuing in verse forty-three, when the unclean spirit was gone out, has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, "I will return to my house from which I came, and when it comes, it will find the house empty, swept, and put in order." Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and then enter, and they dwell there, and the last state of the person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. So kind of, he's disguised the main point of this, really, with the demon possession and the principles of it, but he's really explaining the seriousness of rejecting him, kind of as completely as the Pharisees are here. This rejection and of Jesus would leave them much worse, uh, much worse off than this generation, as it says in verse 45. And then the wicked generation, kind of by what the religious leaders are doing right now, but can easily be related to us right now, of them just rejecting Jesus. Because for them, like you said in the last part, for the Pharisees, Jesus isn't enough. It's not what they wanted. And we can, again, say it's running along exactly what you said. And they're still searching for this religious leader that they want. And that would ultimately lead them to this, to the, the last day of the person is worse than the first. That would lead them to this. And then kind of also going around with the demon possession, how it's really just describing it is when it's saying in verse 44 that when it comes back to the house, it finds it empty. That's kind of us not being filled with Jesus. And it's easy to uh, not really focus on Jesus because we have we have other things in our life and that makes it easy and that makes it a lot easier for Satan to kind of enter into our lives. And that's the whole point here is saying that you can't we can't leave our houses, quote unquote, empty. We have to fill them with Jesus and with good things, you know. Your fruit will be able you'll be known by what fruit you produce and all that kind of stuff. So if you've seen a house, and you see this a lot more in the cities than you do here, but if you see a house that sits empty for years and years and years and years, eventually somebody's going to break in. Yeah. Somebody's going to graffiti the walls. They're going to build a campfire on the living room floor. Like, and you don't see that a lot here, but yeah. I mean, yeah. in the cities, it's everywhere. Yeah. But what I want to focus on here, and kind of like playing off of what you said, I love that he follows this from what he just talked about because guys if we don't accept that Jesus is enough then you're never going to be fulfilled you're never going to be satisfied mm-hmm. and like he says in verse 43 when the unclean spirit is gone out of a person it passes through waterless places seeking rest but finds none if you can't accept that Jesus is enough Jesus is everything mm-hmm. you're never going to accept anything in your life Because there's absolutely nothing more that you need to do. Our purpose, our God-given purpose, is to be in heaven. That's what we should strive for. Every single person, Christian or not. And that's your purpose. If you're listening to this and you don't believe in God, your purpose is still to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But if we don't accept that, just like the Pharisees don't, if we don't accept that he's enough, we're going to walk around our entire life 
and seek things to fill it, but it's never going to be full. And if you let that, if you let that go on long enough, and your house is empty as a person, guys, you can have everything. But if your house is empty, your spiritual house is empty, eventually something is going to come in and fill it. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be... Not going to like it. You know, I've never seen... <laughs> I've never seen somebody that breaks into a house stay for a little while. You can almost sit here on this couch and just chill out. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they don't. But guys, if you let those things come into your life, they'll be there for a little while. It, it'll feel, It'll feel cool. You know, there's something there. But eventually, they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you fill your life with things of the world, you're not fulfilled. You have nothing. If you don't have Christ, you have nothing. And I don't know why we don't accept that. But if you don't have, if you're not on a good, if, you, if you're not on good terms with the Father, you have absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're not a Christian or maybe you've fallen away as a Christian, you have nothing. If you don't have God, he's everything. He's enough. But we don't want that. We don't accept that. And if we don't, we'll wander around like an unclean spirit and we'll never find rest. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to, like when Richard was talking about you know, passages that you don't want to hear, that's one of them. Yeah. You don't want to hear that, but it's mm-hmm. the truth. If you don't have God, you never have anything. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. And I'll finish it off. Don't worry. Really? But in verse 46, while he was speaking, still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside and, and asking... You sure? Yep. Stood outside asking to speak with him, but he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my disciples, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. I have goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Because he says, Jesus, he says, verse 50, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and and sister and mother. Let's just focus on the brother and sister part. He's saying, if you'll just seek me, if you'll understand that that I'm everything, then I'm gonna call you a brother in Christ. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, whoo! Sorry about that. I had to. <laughs> but I mean, Jesus is saying, you know, if you choose me, then I'm gonna see you as a brother in Christ. That's that's cool. Yeah. Gives an easy that's avenue cool. to like not easy avenue, but it's a. I wouldn't say get out of jail free card either, but like it's like even if you've done wrong, if you change your ways and mm-hmm. and do like what it says, whoever does the will of my father, and, and just like that, you'll be seen as a brother and a sister to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. Like the things that we seek in our life, they don't want us. Yeah. Like honestly, if you're seeking your job. If you were to drop dead tomorrow, they'd fill that position by next week. That's I mean, it, it's the truth. Yeah, It's the truth. And because the job has to get done. Mm-hmm. And if you dump everything that you have into that or you dump everything you have into worldly choices or dump everything, you know, when you die, all your worldly possessions are going to go away. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get your car. Somebody's going to inherit the house. And the pictures will stay on the wall for a couple of years and they go into a drawer and you never see them again. And I'm not being harsh. I'm just saying... We, we pour our lives into stuff, and when we go, they're gone too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and somebody may benefit from that, and that's fine, but when we go, they're, they're gone. Yeah. And the things that we, you know, the people, if people don't care about your spiritual health, then they, they don't care about you. And the people that you spend your time with, 
you know, if 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 stuff hits the fan and and they're gonna scatter, they're gone mm-hmm. because they don't care about you. But Jesus is saying, I want you. I want you to be my brother and sister. I want you to be in my life. He's saying he's not only saying seek me. He is inviting us and allowing yeah. us to seek him. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And yet we still say, I want more than that. How can you, what more do you want? Like they want you to be there. He wants you there. What more can you ask? So the Pharisees yet again are being menaces and rude and they're just demanding things that that God's just not going to do. But he's saying, you know, you you can choose all these things, but but I I really want you. Mm -hmm. And like if you feel wanted, what more can you can you ask for? Yeah. You know, if you obviously you're not going to be around somebody that doesn't want you to be there. But I mean, if you have a relationship with somebody and they want you to be around, like, okay, they want you to be a part of their life. They want you. Then what more can you ask for? Nothing. And that's what Jesus is saying. Like, I want, I want to be there. Yeah. I want you to be my brother and sister. I'm inviting you because anybody who does the will of the Father, and it's not some exclusive club. Yeah. It's anybody. Yeah. He says, I want you here. I want mm-hmm. you to be a part of my life, too. Mm-hmm. And that's big. Oh, yeah. That's big. What more can you ask of Jesus? Nothing. He's already given more exactly. than anything than anybody else has, mm-hmm. than anybody ever will. So don't sit here and demand more when he's everything. He's enough. You don't need anything else. So... That's a wrap of Matthew 12. 12. Yeah, Matthew chapter 12. Yeah. So they only get longer from here. That's true. So, yeah. Next one's longer. Next week, we will get into Matthew 13. <laughs> we'll make it far, but... We will start Matthew 13, but before we go, we want you to have a great week. Absolutely. And God loves you. Once you a part of his family. He loves you, and so do we. Have a great week. See y'all.